Welcome back to another episode of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Hadley, along with co-host Gary Reasons down in Texas, getting ready for the National Awards Banquet coming up in FCS College Football. Gary, how you doing today? A lot of busy things going on. We've got a lot to get ready for, but uh, really enjoyed this past weekend of, of FCS football. Craig, I stayed up, had to step past midnight to get that last quarterfinal game out of the way, but uh, it didn't disappoint. It certainly did not. What a weekend. Now, Gary, as you know, uh, FCS Delivered is uh, presented by FedEx Ground. Seth Biley and Graham Bell are our producers. You can find us all over the place on podcast platforms from Apple to Google to Amazon and Spotify and many more. Of course, you can also find us on YouTube. All you have to do is search for FCS Delivered and you will find our YouTube channel. And this is a special week to be watching us on YouTube, Gary. Because I tell you what, we're going to be talking FCS playoffs, the two national semifinals. We're also going to be talking about uh, the Celebration Bowl this weekend. But segment two of today's episode, Gary, I, I am so excited to see the video. You went on campus to deliver a surprise announcement. This year's winner of the FedEx Ground Doris Robinson Scholar Athlete Award. As you know, it goes to a, an FCS standout who excels in the classroom, on the playing field, across the community. And it was a lot of fun for you to, to visit uh, the winner and present that news to him. I'm looking forward to it, Gary. You know, it's, it was a real real treat to go out on campus and be able to do that. And uh, we'll see that in segment two here of the show. But uh, I'm not going to give you any, any, any uh, tips. You have to hang in there. <laughs> well, there were 15 great finals, finalists this year. One from each conference involved in the FCS. There's 13 total leagues. So yes, uh, what 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 an opportunity to surprise this year's winner. Now, Gary, as you know, last week uh, the, the quarterfinals took place uh, in Montana beat Furman in overtime. South Dakota State beat Villanova. Uh, North Dakota State really wallops uh, South Dakota, and and U Albany uh, beat Idaho in that late game. Terrific games all around. I, I think one of the things that stood out to me, Gary, was, was Montana winning in overtime. It was the third overtime game of this uh, postseason already, 35-28 uh, over Furman. Uh, Junior Bergen, you know, had a, had a kick return touchdown, a, a punt return touchdown, the first Grizzlies player to do that since 2002. But where you look, where you look, Gary, there were ten matchups in the quarterfinals. I tell you, it was fun. It was a lot of a lot of activity. You know, these games were fairly close except for the, you know, the one ball game. And, and it was uh, pretty impressive on how, how these, these teams, when you play the entire season, when you get together, you know, the elite, the best of the best. And, you know, I tell you, they, they really showed out. Every single ball game was, was competitive, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Sure. I tell you, Garrett, this weekend, two terrific matchups. Uh, Albany, the fifth seed, is at uh, South Dakota State, the top seed and defending champ. North Dakota State is at Montana. North Dakota State unseated, and, and Montana's two seed. Let's get to that game first because even though it's the second game, 4:30 p.m. on Saturday, uh, ESPN two, there was big news out of North Dakota State. Obviously, this week, Matt Entz, who's in his fifth year as a head coach, tenth year on 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 campus and on staff, he is going to leave after the playoffs become the assistant head coach for defense and the linebackers coach for USC under Lincoln Riley. He's been terrific, 60 and 10 in his career, two national championships. Uh, he was runner up last year at the Bison. 
Did that take you by surprise, Matt Ence's decision? Well, he's been at that program for a long time, and you know he's got a lot of tenure there, and uh, I think that he's made his mark in college football, especially there. And uh, you know he ascended to be the head coach there, and has been there for several years. And you know perhaps uh, he, he's just thinking this is a time for him to to try another another avenue and and going out there under Lincoln Riley, uh, guy that I've known for a long time. I got was familiar with him when he got started at Oklahoma. Um, then he moved out there. He's got a he's he's had a need for a great defensive mind, a defensive coordinator to come out there and kind of put a little bow on top of that offense that they have. But Matt, for him, congratulations to him, his family. I know it's tough for him to leave the Bison uh, because he's got so much history there and so much success that they've had there. But uh, I think that it may be a, a fun time for him, a good opportunity to see uh, just what life may bring in a, in a different uniform. Well, this has happened before, obviously, with the Bison, Craig Bowl in, in 2013, Chris Kleiman in 2018. On their way to winning national titles, they announced they were moving on to different programs. This time, Matt Entz, you know, they're, they're not the favorite to win at all, even though they've reached the Final Four now. They're 11-3. Uh, they're at Montana. It was 12-1 and and just has gotten stronger and stronger. Uh, the Bison eliminated Montana in, in uh, the last two meetings of the playoffs, 2015 and, and 2022, in the second round. Those games were at the Fargo Dome, Gary. This one is in Washington Grizzly Stadium, where that crowd is always in a frenzy. Whew, this is a tough assignment for the Bison against the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think it is. And, and you, you take a look at what they have to do. They've got to travel out there. And, uh, you know, not always going to be a, a good situation to go on the road and try to uh, unseat a very, very competent Montana football team, the Grizz. They've got they've got their little bit of momentum, I think, behind them. And it's, it's, it's been evident that they've been playing very good football as the season has progressed. And, you know, that number two ranking that they have right behind South Dakota State has been earned. It hasn't come easy. But I do think that they are they're on the run here to where where they can continue to, to you know get a lot of uh, good play at home and they're going to have a raucous uh, environment there. It's going to be a, a really special FCS environment. This is one you need to just get down with with not one but two buckets of popcorn and enjoy the afternoon because it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I might go for a third with this one. <laughs> well, uh, this is the first time the Bison are playing three straight road games uh, since 2006. This is unusual for them. You know, they're so used to playing inside the Fargo Dome. They, they did open up with Drake in, in round one. So, you know, I, I think wherever you look, it's it's just going to be a slugfest going up and down the field. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bison in this one. I think Cam Miller's on such a roll. Uh, Clifton McDowell's been terrific. He's 9-0 and for, for Montana as their starting quarterback. What's the difference maker for, for you? Yeah, North Dakota State, their offensive line, Craig, they're big. You know, they got their powerful – you know, is that going to be the difference in this ball game? Are they going to continue to be that dominant offensive football team like we saw this past week? You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Alex Gubner the, was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year for nose tackle. Uh, and, and I think that he's going to have to have something to say about that. Linebacker Braxton Hill, he's had over 100 tackles this season. Have, possibly he's going to have the, an opportunity to do something for Montana in this one. It's it's one of those things that I think that the, the the crowd, Craig, the environment is probably going to stay in the favor of of Montana right there. And although I do think that the the Bison will travel quite well, they they're evident of that, and this should be a fun environment nonetheless. Yeah, no doubt. Well, both teams have really you know come back strong after some you know shaky kind of start to the season. So 
they really blocked out the no noise, which which I'm sure is not easy to do for a team. Gary, I mean, what are the keys when, when you're maybe not living up to expectations to really overcome that? Well, this is exactly what the coaches have to do for both football teams. You really you try to get your players focused on what their what their tasks are, what they're asked to do, and make sure that they focus on those things very, very clearly. And just just forget about the white noise, all the different the distractions and things that go on in big games and in championship level games. This, you know, you can consider this as to be almost a, a championship level game because I think that's what the environment's going to be like. It's going to be. Um, one that hasn't happened up, up, so to speak, in, in Montana like this in a long time, because I think the, the, the Bison faithful are going to come out in, in, a, in a large number to come up there and see if they can, they can kind of be disruptive and, you know, hopefully help their team. But it's, it's something that this, these teams, when you talk about players and how they have to act and react, you know, it's, uh, it's something that you have to play and, and the game is going to be fast. You're going to think that the game is going really, really fast as a player. And you got to take it all in and you've got to be able to, you know, then bring it down to reality. But you've got to do your specific job, your specific task for your position. And, you know, sometimes it's not easy to do for players who aren't able to focus. But I think both of the caliber of teams that we've seen here, they've been well instructed, they've been well coached, and they know exactly where they need to go and what they need to do each play. And it's just a matter of execution at that point. And, and this is going to be a tough physical ball game that uh, I don't think that is going to, uh, uh, disappoint anybody in, in that type of an environment to have such a great uh, a great ball game. Well, with the Bison and Grizz, you have 11 national titles. You have 17 appearances in the national final. That's some slugfest. Now, the winner of that game is playing the defending national champion from the FCS level. Obviously, top-seeded South Dakota State. They're 13-0. They're, they're hosting New Albany, the fifth seed, which is 11 and three. This is the first time the Great Danes have been to the semifinals on the FCS uh, playoff level, Gary. It's a first time meeting. They're, they're playing seven o'clock Friday, uh, Friday night on ESPN2. And adding to our FCS awards uh, that, we, that you know, we just love and are in awe of, of these recipients. Jimmy Rogers was the Eddie Robinson Award winner uh, for National Coach of the Year, uh, South Dakota State. U Albany's coach, Greg Contesso, he was second and was close in the voting. This is a tremendous matchup, not just of teams, but of coaching minds, Gary. I like that. I like the, I like both these coaches. I got a chance to meet Coach Contuso this earlier this season. U Albany was was really impressed with him. You know, he's got those two great Danes and he just runs those dogs out there and that's uh, figuratively, but he also really does have two great Danes, you know, it, it, to his credit. But uh uh, this is going to be a fun ball game. Uh, you know, to me, I can't see how uh, U Albany uh, comes away in it with a big win. If they do anything, it's going to be close win. They're going to have to have some turnovers and takeaways and different things. I think it's going to need that type of an effort for for them to really get over the top on the Jackrabbits, who I think are playing as good a football as I think I've ever seen at the FCS level. This combination of talent that they have, you know, Mark Gronowski has done a great job as a quarterback for that football team. And when he hands it off to Isaiah Davis, just goes, it just seems like it's an engine that continues to go. But, you know, uh, on the offensive side, for you Albany, Reese Poffenbarger has had a tremendous season. He's thrown that ball around the yard, 36 touchdowns on the season, which leads the FCS. Pretty good stuff that's going on there. Hopefully they, the weather's going to be, con, you know, conducive to, you know, a good con, uh, contest and doesn't, doesn't 
wreak havoc on that environment, but uh, it can, sometimes it, it may, but I think that it should be something they, they should all look to be really, a, a, you know, an opportunity to, to play a, a very good, good, good ball game. I do think that Jackrabbits are probably going to, you know, be a little bit too tough here for you, Albany, but this should be a good ball game. Yeah, I think you, Albany, they need, you know, they need to do something a little, you know, gain something like like a special teams kind of turnover or touchdown, something to really like throw uh, the Jackrabbits off. Obviously, the Jackrabbits have won 27 straight games. It's the third longest winning streak in FCS history, but also 20 straight at home, Gary. They're so used to, you know, playing in the cold, playing at home. I do think they, you know, the, the Great Danes need to have something go in their favor to really you know, change the, the direction of, of this one. But I, I agree. I, I think it's going to take a little bit too much. I think the Jackrabbits, you know, make their way back to Frisco uh, and, and get it done Friday night. Now, there is one other game, Gary, that, that this week, and it's a big one. It's the, the uh, Celebration Bowl, the eighth annual Celebration Bowl down in Atlanta. It matches the MEAC champion, Howard, which you saw uh, in one of your on-campus visits. They're six and five. Also, the SWAC champion, Florida A&M, they were, they were 11-1. They were 10-1 in the regular season, and they won the SWAC championship game. Gary, th this is a fun matchup. It's on ABC. We talked a little bit about it last week. Florida A&M, the Rattlers are pretty good, but guess what? The MEAC is 6-1 in this bowl game, and they've won the last five matchups. The last two years, Jackson State was a double-digit favorite coming out of the SWAC and still didn't get it done. I know you like the Rattlers. I do. I, I think we're going to get all these Rattlers just kind of getting after them. So that defense of theirs is pretty good because they're they're second in the FCS in both points allowed and yards allowed per game. So when you play defense like that, you can win a lot of football games. And I think that the Rattlers certainly in this one have an opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, Howard, they've had a tremendous season. They've overcome some, some really tough times at the start of the year. If you guys remember back uh, back then, or they had some incident on campus they had to deal with. and But, uh, you know, the, congratulations to them to get to this game. They, they upset a, a very tough football team in North Carolina Central, and that was a, a great win for them to get to get to this ball game. So pretty good stuff going on, and I think that that is going to be a, a fun ball game to watch. And uh, But I think that the Rattlers here are really going get to get the best of them. I'm going to agree with you, Gary. I, I like Florida A&M. Um, I do think – Howard could get it done with, with, with Quentin Williams at quarterback. He's been their quarterback for so long. He's thrown for over 7,500 yards in his career. I, I think he gets overlooked uh, with, with all, you know, all the great players out there. He's just been steady through the years. And this year, he's really protected the ball well. You know, Howard's got to take a lead and, and really kind of silence that Rattler's momentum that they've built over time. Uh, Larry Scott's done a terrific job, but I, I agree with you. I think Willie Simmons' team down at the, from Tallahassee gets it done finally here in, in the first matchup uh, for these two since 2019, and the first time both are in the Celebration Bowl. So hopefully it's another fun game. They usually are down in Atlanta. Now, Gary, we're going to uh, take, take a break from FCS Delivered, but when we get back, you're going to take over and show us your visit. Surprise announcement to this year's Doris Robinson Award, the FedEx Ground Scholar Athlete of the Year. Looking forward to it, Gary. We'll take a look after this break.
rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen! But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. In segment one, I talked to you about, hey, somewhere that I went this week, and it was to Montana State University, and we delivered a very, very special award to a very, very deserved athlete. Check it out. Tommy's uh, a one of a kind. Uh, I've coached for, for quite some time and had an opportunity to work with some great individuals, but uh, Tommy's certainly one of a kind as far as how he how he's driven. Um, and that drive shows up on, on Saturday afternoons, but it shows up every day of the year, uh, both in the classroom with how hard he works uh, to achieve a 4.0 as that, that continues on. And I truly believe Tommy, whether it's on the field, off the field, in the community, you know, he's about as good as it gets, and we're so proud of him, and, and this is a, a great honor that is well-deserved. I talked about the five legacy awards, excuse me, and it's, um, it's, very, it's very apparent that you guys have, losing the voice down, it's very apparent to me that you have a great young man here, and it's a, it's a pleasure for me, Tommy, to, I'll just show you. In, in recognition of your outstanding football excellence, your academic outstanding performance, and your community involvement. We'd like to recognize Tommy Malott, quarterback, Montana State, as our 2023 Doris Robinson Scholar Athlete Award winner. And all the guys that kind of followed us now and all the guys that led us when we first got here, you know, thinking of a lot of guys in this room I'm looking around at, uh, you know, just inspired me to, to work my butt off with the opportunities that I had and, and the opportunities that we were given here at Montana State. So uh, to be recognized for this award is, is pretty amazing. Give him another round of applause. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next, for residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week.
We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com.